forever. Dog. We really uh, need to get the arts back in uh, the classroom, including the art of podcasting. And I really hope that that a lot of schools will add uh, club club random as an after school club. Sure, club random should be taught in every every third grade class should be watching club random. I think it's great that Bill Maher, who has an hour long television, is an hour is show every week. Yes, like apparently that's not enough time for this guy to get his message out there. He now no, has he to hang more out bandwidth. In, he needs now he needs now needs to hang out in his rec room. Yes, with Bella smoking, Thorne, smoking fat jays, dressed like he like he he stole like a duffel bag at the bus station. Those transition lenses. A giant belt buckle he had in the thing I saw recently. Look at that oh, belt buckle. God. It was disgusting. Just like, sm- and thinking he's funnier and funnier the more pot he smokes. Yeah. People don't know that they can smoke pot and not tell anyone. Or yeah. that they can smoke pot and not have to do it at you- the same time as while they're podcasting or talking or you know what i mean like they don't whether you get high and then do the thing and they don't need to talk about it either absolutely it does not have to there is not a requirement that it has to be your identity if you want to get high and i will say i don't know much about bella thorne but i do celebrate and would wish to i i hope we can normalize just not laughing at Bill Maher when he says a joke mm-hmm. to your face. Well, that might be why Bill Maher is such a fan of of pot, is because people laugh when he says things if they're high. Born. It doesn't even it doesn't even matter because everybody's switching their sexes constantly. No, I'm not kidding about. I mean, I'm kidding about that. But people do switch sexes a lot more than they used to. You know, there's a lot of trends. You know, I always. See that in the paper about somebody who has the switched their sex, which I'm all. If that's what makes you, yes. that's that what blows your dress Bad up. Bad bitches all the way. Who? Yes. Bad bitches. Fat bitches. Why bad bitches. Oh, bad bitches. Bad bitches. Be who you are. Yes, claps. Right. Claps makes me happy. I mean, I think there's some uh, money to be made in some sort of exchange with everyone switching. Where, like, you know, if you need a penis, take a penis. If you have a penis, give a penis. You know, like, if there was some exchange, uh, Watch her maybe not Bitcoin laugh. could be involved. And you could, you know, no? <laughs> oh, my God. It ends with him going, no? She, the answer is no. She just shut that down so hard, and he's doing that. He's doing that. This is the funny stuff. He should just start joining me. No, the, the, no, no. I mean, because I thought it'd be if you need a 
penis. No. You take a penis, and if you have a penis, you give it. <laughs> no. There's a lot of there's a lot of trans. Like he's stumbling over his own premise in the paper. Also, he Please. says, "I read a lot about this trans stuff in the paper." The paper. Oh, you. Meanwhile, Jay Leno is wearing a full mechanics outfit. There's, you know, there's car grease all over himself, and he goes, "Well, at least I look dignified." Yeah. Hey, Brett, have you watched Slow Horses? Uh, I did. I watched the pilot. Yeah. Did you like it? It looked like it was up your alley. Yeah. Th- theoretically. Uh, oh. Yeah. I got it. Didn't scratch the itch. Um, it, it was just a little, uh, a little popcorny for me, a, li- a little goofy. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a spy thing, a British spy thing. I, I was hoping for more of a Tinker Tailor Soldier spy mm-hmm. style thing. Uh, you know, like slow burn, Cold War reminiscent, lots of menace and, and nihilism. But it, but it's a little more, a little more broad than that. And and that that's yeah. fine. It is what it is. It was just you know expectation versus. Reality left me a little, uh, a little disappointed. You only watched the pilot. You didn't go any farther. With I've that. only watched the pilot, but you, you I mean, for, you, the, the cold open. I mean, there, it's a big old action set piece, you know. And the, the, so you, you get, you get what kind of message, you know, you get, you get what kind of show it is from the very beginning. Um, and again, you, it's fine. It's, yeah. you know, it's all right. Do you think that there's a possibility that you're being a little snobby? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, but I, I don't think I'm uh, overall a snobby person. I think I'm selectively snobby in areas where I actually like I really care about the material, right. you know. Mm-hmm. So it's in the right. in- interest of the of the genre. Um, uh, so uh, no, I mean, I, I I go low, I go high, I go all over the place. I'll go, I'll go wherever yeah. wherever quality is. Wherever Gary Oldman is in it. Gary Hugh Oldman. Grant is Hugh Grant in it. Uh, I don't believe so. Not in the episode I saw. I think uh, Gary Oldman and then a lot of uh, you know British uh, kind of character actors. Kristen mm-hmm. Scott Thomas. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Kristen Scott Thomas. Pulling the string. She's the big boss mm-hmm. of, I guess it's MI6 or something. I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. which which you know agency it is, but I think you should give it another shot. Okay, I will. I know people that are watching it that really like it. All right, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that because I want to like it. I'll definitely give it another shot. I'm without. And I thought I'm of you immediately. Right I thought, oh God, Brett must love this. But yeah. I think you might be going through that thing I go through a lot sometimes, which is like, this is mine. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I just like You're that protective of it. Yeah, I just like that. Um, yeah, I like that John La, John Le Carre style, and it's kind of more mm-hmm. of a. It's a little more uh, of a. What I was seeing was a little more sort of action heavy, um, you know, mm-hmm. pe- chasing people through airports. Sure, something kind of thing. for the simpletons, the flyover people. The right? feeling man, not the <laughs> yeah. thinking man. Yeah. Right. Something to keep them from drooling all over themselves or getting out of line. I mean, I guess they Brett, need they need something too. So, you know, let them let yeah. them have let it, they can have slow horses. Sure. They, they need bread and bread and circus. Is that is that the opening the from Slow Horse sequence? Yeah. Is it someone says that yeah. to the camera? Goes <laughs> Nelly. Welcome to Slow And it's then the, the and lights go up and speaking? it's a horse talking. Goes yeah. I like carrots. Is <laughs> wait, is this a Mr. Ed reboot? Yeah, I well, look I watched all of Slow Horses. This is this is episode four and onward. This is what happens because hmm. a horse tramples Gary Oldman. At the end of episode three, a horse tramples Gary Oldman. 
and then takes his place. <laughs> I really got to watch this now. No, no, now yeah. we're talking. At a point, it becomes it becomes like one third horses as the cast, and then the horses generally take over, and then they're they're swapping them out one by one slowly. Yeah. Yep, it's worth watching actually, and it becomes less popcorny. Popcorny <laughs> was the first adjective you offered, Tom. It's kind of popcorny for my uh, taste. I mean, I like to no shame, eat, no apologies. I like to eat shrimp cocktail at the theater personally. Yeah, I go into the movies and I like a full Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> that's my that's my new thing at movie theaters. Mm-hmm. I go in. I lay out like some cheese and some. So you dip bring first. it. You bring it. You don't demand it. No, no, no. I have it all. I have it all ready. I, I but wheel that's, in a that's cart. That's because you've had bad experiences in the past where you have demanded it, and then oh, they yeah. don't have it, and you start to cry. I start to cry and stamp my feet, and it apparently ruins other people's viewing experience. That I go. I want Thanksgiving dinner. I want Thanksgiving dinner. So now I they I had a meeting with uh, someone at AMC and uh, Lowe's and all the all the chains. Now, when you say you had through. a meeting with someone at AMC, is that because they you got beat in the crap and out they put of me in the that cell lot. and like a security guard came and talked to you? No, they beat me up in the parking lot. That was my meeting with them. Then they threw me in their dumpster. Um, but coming out, because- I had the greatest idea. I can see a world in which the the pick and what is it pick and pay like the um those candy situations with the shovel attached that you can sort of make your own bag of candy like if those yeah. just have fixins in them mm-hmm. you can end up with a bag of Thanksgiving dinner but you're saying you want a plate I want a plate but that's a good idea I'm gonna bring that up to them at my next uh, meeting meeting with them. <laughs> um, next parking lot meeting so movie starts when when the studio logo pops up. That's when the that's when the chips and dip come out. Celery, carrots, dip. And then I then I kind of like have appetite, like just kind of like settling in with that. Then it's soup time. Soup's on. I got a little hot plate. I run a cord across the. Seats. You should just, if you you should consider investing in a crock pot. Oh, that's a good because idea. A hot plate. What do you put the bowl of soup on top of yeah, the hot I plate? Do. You it's balance very hard it? and it's hot. The problem is it's still hot after the after I'm done with that course. course. So I'm eating the soup and I'm like, mm, this is good soup. And then I put it down and then I burn my hands on a hot plate. I'm like, <laughs> and everybody in the theater is like, whoa. And then have the soup. And meanwhile, Kristen Stewart's like, oh, I'm Princess Diana. Like, right, I'm Princess Diana. I ain't happy. I ain't happy. I've been happier. I'm stuck like, here in this damn mansion. I mean, is it a castle? It's a castle, Let Tom. Me it's not out a mansion. It's a castle. Yeah, you're right. That's, well, what, they, that's what, what it's called. It's a very, actually, it's a very special, ca- it's a very special yeah. mansion called the castle. Yes. I'm stuck here in this air castle. I ain't happy. I don't care for it at all. Don't you teach my sons how to shoot ducks and quails. Or whatever they're shooting. I want them to shoot finger guns at each other. And then when she was... Instead, 
them. She was playing with them, and she's like, or whatever she was doing. Like, <laughs> I've got your nose. There was a that point. would be something the queen would do, or like Prince Philip. Mm-hmm. Be like, you don't play with your grandchildren. He's like, I'm playing with them right now. I've got your nose. Yeah, he would do. I got your nose, and they'd be like, Ugh. I'm 14. I you don't right. got my nose. Yeah, but well, usually when I get to the cranberry sauce and the stuffing, and and then I watch the movie and I fall asleep during it, and I get <laughs> people get mad because I'm snoring during the movie because they just had a big Thanksgiving dinner, and then I go. <laughs> when you fall asleep, do you bring like a squishmallow with you to use as a pillow? Squishmallow? No, I don't put squishmallow on my uh, on my uh, <laughs> on your candy on your baked potatoes on your yeah. sweet potatoes on my candied yams. No squishmallow. No, Julie Klausner dot com. I want to welcome you to an episode of Double Threat. Uh, I'd like to welcome you to the same episode. Well, what a coincidence! We have welcomed each other. Yes, and I want to ask you off the top of your head. Where's the, where would you think a bad place to run into a coworker would be out in the mm-hmm. real world, out in the, in the real world, where would be maybe the last place you'd want to run into a, a, a business associate and a friend, a friend, but also a business associate, somebody you okay, have to I'm gonna say maintain a level of, of decorum with doctor's office, El Pollo Loco, Yank Shack. Yank Shack, yeah, like a, you know, oh, those are three. Those, I just want to make sure like, a Fred Willard style establishment, some place where sure. you could, you know, those pull are, your own pork. Sure, those are three different things you're saying. There's not a doctor's office that is also an El Pollo Loco and a Yank Shack. I mean, you're saying, in, L- in L.A., anything's possible with these strip yeah. malls. They say in New Donuts. York, yeah, it's Cindy Adams is only in New York. Kids, here yeah, is no, like that's that's L.A. Yeah, LA dude, whatever. Yeah, and it's uh, who's saying you, that? Um, the the guy from the Grateful Dead um album who can't eat ice cream. Sure, ice cream. The one who forehead. keeps smashing ice cream cones into his forehead. Yeah, he says LA dude, whatever. And then he smashes a rocky road into his forehead. Yeah, idiot, can't find his goddamn mouth. Why? Where'd you run into Brett? Catheter shopping. I would prefer to have run into him catheter shopping, honestly. I would have been like, at least there's a medical reason behind. I ran into Let Brett. Me set, let's set the stage, too, real quick here. This was this was a weekend ago. We normally record on Saturdays, but last weekend we did not record on Saturdays. So Tom and I and Julie. Wait, we, we wait a minute. Hold on. I, have a, I think I know. Where, wait. I thought you went to the Ren Fair together. Oh, no. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Julie, Julie, Julie. <laughs> You sent me a photo of the two of you. I thought that it oh, was an outing. That no, I was no, bummed. No, I couldn't. No. It, you guys ran into. You had a meet cute. Tom and in I front wo- of the, woke up, the meet. Tom and I woke up on a beautiful LA Saturday morning. We had the whole day ahead of us. Tom over on his <laughs> side of town. Me on my side of town. We got the whole metropolis and of Los Angeles at our disposal. That at all. Oh no 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 no! Because Julie got a picture. We both decided to go to the same place. We went. Are you serious? Oh, Julie, I'm swearing. On my mother's eyes, this is the truth. <laughs> I was going to the Renaissance Fair. The Pleasure Fair. The Renaissance Pleasure Fair, I should qualify. Why that? 
That's oh, what I think I know. I've actually heard about this. So then I'm there. There's a hotel. My With my lady friend, Julia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Both of us dressed decked up. Decked out. Decked, decked out, out to the nines. To the, the nines. She, she Brett, lo- you should talk. You were wearing your slider shirt, too. She's a renaissance. But they looked incredible. They look great. She's a renaissance fair enthusiast. All I'm saying is you were dressed up, too. Yeah. She's a Renaissance fair enthusiast. She was like, I'm going to get you an outfit. I'm going to be like, sure, I'll go along with it. I'll, I'll get into the spirit of it. Why not? I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll go for it. What, what's there that, to be gained by ex- saying no to anything? You sound like Jimmy Jazz getting into my hoodie. Well, it was maybe <laughs> closer to that than you'd think. I don't know what that's like when Jimmy Jazz gets into the hoodie. He's, he's a little worried, and then he purrs. Yeah, and then well, he that's gets more fed. or less what I did. Yeah. I dress up. Go. The, we're walking around the thing. You hear do 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 do. You're Jethro Tull. I wish I wish that was the case. The this is this is what goes on at a Renaissance fair. I'm obsessed with this. Most people are dressed up. I'm telling you, if this. you're not dressed up at this thing, you're like a weird, weird outsider. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're like, and that's shocking to me. That that's like. That's the dedication to this thing is that people, I would say, what would you say, Brett? It's at 98%. Oh, yeah, it is. And this was also, I should say, this was day one. This was the first day the Renaissance Fair uh, opened after having been uh, closed, I think, the past two years. Two years, yes. So this was, you know, normally, I got I to gotta imagine homecoming. probably it's it's normally closer to like 60, 70% dressed up, maybe mm-hmm. like on an you know, average day, kind of sure. a couple weeks from now. But this was this was just peak Renaissance Fair. All the diehards, all the purists, yeah, we're back. 98%, we're back. 98% yeah. dressed up. They were, you walk into this thing, I'm dressed in like a. You looked great. I have a vest and a flowing ja- a shirt and. Look like William Shakespeare. Look like Thank William you. Shakespeare in the flesh. Right there in the flesh. William Sh- Look at him walking around. William Shakespeare. So then I'm walking in the thing. Julia's wearing like a maiden's outfit. William I'm, Shakespeare? I'm. <laughs> yeah. That's the Elizabethan era, I think. Yeah, no. But look. I didn't have a great education. Sorry, go ahead. So I'm then listening. You walk you in. Great. You looked then, great. Th- yes. Thank you. Then there's people going. Um. Would you like to buy a potato? Would you like to buy a potato? Would you like eggs? Like you're trying to get in the thing. You're not even in yet. Like, and they're already like, you're in the basically in the parking lot, and they're they've got these baskets of like produce. Would you like a potato, sir? I'm kind of just like, oh no. Is the answer yes? No, my answer was no. No, I I would not like a potato. Thank you though. So then you go in. Walking around, within 10 minutes, I look over, <laughs> and I say, I see, lined up at the ye old ATM. <laughs> I'm in line for the ATM. I'm, I'm looking around kind of frantically because I had sort of briefly got separated from my wife and son while I was at, in line at the ATM. And so I was looking around, looking this way, that way, oh, trying God. to make, trying to find <laughs> where my wife and my son went. And then I lock I'm eyes about from, 50 from, yards from away. From 50 so yards far away. So with, far away. With, like a with football Ro- field. With Robin felt, Hood. With Robin Hood himself. It felt like there was a, and it's a crowded place, but somehow oh, my M-G. eyes locked with Brett's Could not have locked eyes harder. Could not have locked eyes harder. Wait, did you like, have your sunglasses on, Brett? No, not at this point. Not I was really point. trying to. So it was just to, eye to eye. It yeah. was. 
Oh. Bareback eye to eye. It was. I'm obsessed with this. And it, I was like, is that Brent? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, that's Brent. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I think he's wearing the costume at least. I don't feel like such a just total <laughs> jerk off. But he's gonna not, and then, but that's before I realized everybody's wearing costumes, yeah. and that they, they, if he, so then I look, and Brett's wearing his like leather slider shirt. I was going for a is, warlock, like a Renaissance. Sure, but you were pulling it off because you had a, a the, dabbler in the dark arts. I yeah, because you just arts. had a you had a consistent theme and vibe with your outfit. Thank you. And then, who I, said hi first? I start walking. Well, remember we're fi- we're we're a football field away from each other. So then <laughs> then it's the then it's the dilemma of like, do I do we maintain eye contact as Tom yeah. walks constantly? Uh, uh, the answer me? is constantly. Because <laughs> also I will say this: Brett is online at the cash machine. Uh-huh. Almost everybody is online at the cash machine because this thing is a cash only operation. Mm-hmm. I tell you. They got. Oh. Some, I'm gonna look. I'm not here to go do their books or to check out the. I don't care yeah, well, what they're doing. Is all right, a, pleasure, pleasure festival. How can we? How can one have pleasure without sweet without cash? If you're going to the Renaissance Fair, bring cash because you will not be able to eat. For example, would I, you like a potato? I saw people getting turned away at these food stands. Ravenous. Being like, well, it's cash only. There's an ATM over there, and then it's just like, I don't have an ATM card. It's like, it's can like, I oh, just Venmo right. you, dude? Yeah. There were people Venmoing. That is the one thing that, but. So what happened next? So I see Brett, and Brett's online still, in line. I get yelled at all the time for saying Who's online. Who's yelling at you? You say that, and I want to know you, who's I've gotten made fun. Stop yelling at Tom. Thank what you. What are you guys Stop doing? Brett, get a Thank life. Get a life. I get I get given such a hard time about people who say online. Oh, so they were a computer. No, okay. No, okay. He was in line. Okay, and, and also, you walked over step by step. You do a touch step to when, the sound of the when music. When did on accident become the thing? I I grew up my whole life, and every, you do things on purpose and by accident. Is all Who's anybody ever said? On accident. I hear on accident all the time now. Who are you hanging out with? These people do, who are making fun of you for. Saying online and saying on accident. But I've this heard people tr- you're like hanging my, out. These are trash people. People my age are saying no. on accident. Brett, have no. you ever heard this? On accident. On accident. Uh, well, now I don't know. Now I'm having like Mandela effect. I don't know. I think I have. I think I have. Yeah. Well, I hear it and I just, I'm not, I'm just not, it throws me a little bit because I never heard anybody say that growing up. I never heard on accident. Um, But I heard online people say they were on they're on a line. So, so the two line. of you are locking eyes so and you walk walking. over to no, him. No, I'm not done talking about this yet. I think you are. We would drift drift between like, like we'd look up and make eye contact, <laughs> yeah. contact then sort and of I pretend look to look and away. I hope he wasn't yeah. there when I look back a little <laughs> bit. I'm hoping it was you're a like, mirage. You're, you're like when uh, an animal hides by like closing its eyes. <laughs> yes, I was. I was like no object permanence. I'm hoping that if if, <laughs> if I don't see him, he doesn't. He's not there. Not because I don't want anything bad to happen. I just I'm dressed. I'm dressed like Brett usually doesn't see me dress. And it was at the very beginning of it too. So that's the whole <laughs> thing. Like I'm just settling into this thing. 
wrapping first my head day around. Off, first, I cannot stress enough. First day, off, first Saturday off from Double Threat in probably a year. Yeah, and yeah, you were and, hoping for a break from this guy. That's what you mean. No, meanwhile, not at all. It's, it's like, okay, Tom. I, I don't. I, I won't. No, no, I won't no, take offense. No, no, I won't no, take no. offense. I just. I just was not settled in yet at the, at the thing. <laughs> I was still taking it in, settling is settling in, and I was not ready for like. An old face I wasn't expecting to see at the thing. I was expecting to see other people that I knew would be in costume. I was not expecting to see somebody who, for Mm -hmm. example, would have access to a microphone to talk about (laughs) what I was wearing. (laughs) (laughs) So, but then I see him, I walked toward him. I realized, oh, he's wearing something too. It immediately, I was fine, eased. It's fine. It was, it's a, I I was new at this. I get, I get a little uh, uh, on edge. Or in edge, I guess. Maybe I said that wrong oh, too. No. Um, when I see when I'm in like a new situation like that, I need a little bit of an acclimation period before I can just hand myself over to it. And I was on the verge of that when I saw Brett. So I see Brett, and it was and it was great. Everything from that point was great. He was fun. We walked the around. Two of you were drinking mead. And eating turkey legs and with your arms around each other, singing "Friends, Friends, Friends." We sang green sleeves, green sleeves in perfect harmony. Yes, yeah. green sleeves. Yeah. Hey, listen to this. Listen to this. You like this? One enchanted Ren fair. You may see a sharpling. You may see a boham at the ATM. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was one enchanted run fair. That is amazing. So did you two like? Did you joust? We did not. We ended up at the joust together. We said, yeah, they were nice enough. They had some seats that uh, we got to sit next to Tom and Julie and their crew at the joust. Uh, our, I think our guy won. It's hard to follow. It's really <laughs> hard to follow. Really, it's so poorly. It's so organized. hard to follow what's happening because yeah. the joust is in this basically this horse. Uh like like or like an area where you would work out your horse, it, it, like on a farm, like a, like no, like an open open fenced in mm-hmm. area. And they're talking over this PA, and there's so much reverb on it that you can't hear anything <laughs> anyone says. Like we're not the red night is going in the night, and you're like, what? Which <laughs> one? Like that the two of you are like. These acoustics are actually really terrible. I think they're using a Samsung XR. And in fact, I would choose something different. Yeah, that's... The two of you are roasting the, yeah. the audio. We're, it was driving me a little nuts. I was like, Brett, get in there and you work your work your magic in there. You're a wizard at this thing. Be an audio wizard. He puts on his sorcerer's hat. Yeah. No, I was exhausted by this point. It's no, like every it's every so once tiring. in a while, one of the guys would ride over to your corner and 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 be like, "I'm your guy. You you root for me." And then yeah. so you know that's your guy. But other than they that, they would tell you that they would tell you that you couldn't oh, choose. Oh, literally. they would come over and display themselves triumphantly and say, well, you like know, peacocks." Yes, because yeah. they're trying to have different sections, like rooting sections. And did the guy would come over and be like, "Ah!" And, you start, <laughs> and the people in the section go, "Yay!" And then like, but then some of the people are going, "Boo!" And I'm like, I thought we were picking a set. I thought this was our section for this dude. Meanwhile, at first you're like, this is so dumb. And I bet 10 minutes in, you're like, kill him. Kill, kill him yeah. dead. Yeah. So look, the Renaissance Fair is fun. 
I did the old uh, the thing where you swing the mallet and you try to hit the ring the bell at the top. I got it about I couldn't get it all the way to ring the bell. I got about ninety percent of the way there. That's pretty well, good. That's better than that's better than other people I was seeing do that. That's I've pretty. Got a, that's pretty yeah. good. I should have just. So this pictured. is it's the circus. It really is. It's like you're you're at an old fashioned carnival. I um. I did the thing where I used the mallet and tried to hit the yeah. bell. That's the circus. I was throwing the balls at the dunk tank thing. I literally hit the bullseye and it didn't go. Didn't oh, knock the perfect. person into the water. I was yeah. not have it was not my most successful uh day as a uh, as a uh, competitor. I mean it's not your fault though. There's a lot of you know carnival shenanigans going on with those those uh, games I think where they're you know they're designed they're designed uh, to to be difficult. They're designed yeah. to cuz Tom Tom and I also competed in a throwing stars competition uh yep. um, where you uh we uh I think we got in over our head because they 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 dumped about thirty throwing stars yeah. next to each of us. Yeah, uh, I thought we were gonna get like five throws in and out. Yeah. Um, it's like a, it's like a workout. Yeah, <laughs> you're like heaving these throwing stars at this like post. This is your new this is your new CrossFit. And I'm like, oh, I don't feel good. I gotta you sit could, down. You could spell it CrossFit like with an e at the end of cross. Yeah, yeah, and just have that be your weekly thing. Yeah, it, it, Julie. What? <laughs> I wish I was there. It sounds I really wish you fun. Were. That's really what I was saying. I wish you were there. That's what I was gonna. Say. That's literally what I was about to say. I wish I was there. But any photo where you think, oh, Tom and Brett got in a car together and drove. Yes. To... No, Tom and Brett had a very. Oh, hey man. Uh... <laughs> hey, what's going on, man? Hey, how are you? So, uh, so, uh, Renfair, huh? <laughs> the pleasure fair. Yeah. It was, look, it was great. And I was happy to see, uh, I was happy to see. Brett I was there. thrilled to see you there, Tom. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and dear listener, uh, I do have photographic evidence of this, uh, mm-hmm. and video evidence of this. So, uh, check out at double threat pod on Twitter and Instagram at some point. I this want week. to be photoshopped into it. That can be done. Yeah, well, you'll, gonna, you'll need to send me a uh, your most Renaissance esque okay. uh, uh, photo. I don't want anybody to Photoshop this thing. that makes it look like we're throwing throwing stars at, at Julie. You don't you do can, it. That you can do that. No, That's I don't want. I'll be offended by that. Don't do it. Sound like something like McGruff, the crime dog. Don't do it. When you're taking crack and cocaine <laughs> at the Renaissance Fair, <laughs> and you're hiding behind a bella, hey, get. Getting zooted at the Renaissance Fair, <laughs> snorting coke off a turkey leg. <laughs> Don't go and do that crack and cocaine, hanging out at the Renaissance Pleasure Fair. I'm still uncomfortable with the with the, they use the you should the word be pleasure and in there. I mean, is there a pineapple in the logo? Why? What's that mean? Because that means swingers, like the movie. No, if you swing, you'll put like a pineapple or you'll wear like a pineapple shirt in public or that means that you are polyamorous. I will say, Julie, it was I was surprised at how horny it was there. It was it was it was I'm telling you, I've heard things. I've heard things. I know people who know people who say things Mm -hmm. about the pleasure fair. 
because one guy did come up to me and say, uh, does ye make, do I make ye horny, baby? <laughs> dost ye, dost I make ye horny? I heard that there's a hotel. <laughs> I just, I heard these things. That said, when you sent me the photo, I was not thinking that. I was just thinking, oh, Brett and Tom had a fun day out. No. Together. I wonder who drove. The answer is both of you independently. And us, yes. No, I hitchhiked there. Wow. I love hitchhiking. I like hitchhiking dressed in Renaissance clothes. <laughs> yeah. You get picked up by the most interesting people. I'm going to run into, I want to run into Joe at like Comic Con. That would be amazing. <laughs> if you ran into Joe at like a, at like a, uh, we're both dressed up as My Little Pony thing. Friggin' yeah. <laughs> Joe's dressed like which one of Salty those Breeze or like whatever yeah. they're called. Summer. I'm going to go to a My Little Pony thing dressed as one of the slow horses. <laughs> I'm going to go just dressed as Gary Oldman. <laughs> Gary Oldman from Hannibal. Yeah. No, from Churchill. From Churchill. Fourth gone seven years ago. He like, did not say that. Fourth no, gone that was seven years Lincoln said ago. Lincoln said that. It, it isn't how many times you get knocked down. It's how many times you get back up. Chumba wumba. Chumba wumba. Chumba wumba. What was his big thing? He said, this is our, our, um, <laughs> isn't that what Churchill said? Our finest hour. I just know he said in Inglorious Bastard, he goes, brief him. I had to rewind it seven times. Mm. What? <laughs> what did he say? Brief him. And meanwhile, Mike Myers is like, yeah, baby. Remember that scene? I do remember that scene. Still one of that's one of the, that's one of those the best Tarantino moves. Is he's just like, yeah, Mike Myers is gonna play his part. It's great. It's a great scene. I will still forever be haunted the that by that Adam Sandler did not get to play the bear Jew in Inglorious Bastards. He would have been great, but Eli Roth is really great also. No, he he is, but Adam Sandler, it would have been yeah. Legendary. A ter- a ter- transformative. Yeah. If you just, hey, what's going on here with you? Oh, how be you, get, you, get those, you get those for killing Jews. Oh, yeah. oh where's my knife? Oh, we're going to call a swastika on your forehead. I think it's just more argument that Tarantino should not retire until he makes a David Berkowitz picture with Sandler. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be amazing. This dog won't shut the hell up. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up! He says that to the dog at one point. Shut up! (laughs) Summer of Sam. Shabby doobie. Summer of Sam. Oh, it's a summer of Sam. Oh, happy doobie. (laughs) 
Hi everybody, Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. We're talking about movies right now. We got a movie episode. Oh, boy. Did you know that, Julie? We got a movie episode to do today. I'm so excited. I love the movies, or as I call them, pictures. Yeah, the pictures. Man, it must have been so easy back in the show business back then. If you were like in the system, it's just like, oh, you're white, of course. Well, that was implied. (laughs) Whenever you say it must have been easy back then. Yeah, that's. Written, just assume that it says you are white Mm -hmm. for this to be the case. Mm-hmm. Probably a yes, guy. Keep going. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. But just to be like an actor back then and be just like, yeah, I'm going to do this car picture. They got mm-hmm. <laughs> just like the idea that they would talk about them like blank pictures. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing this Western. Then I'm doing a car picture. Then we're doing this detective picture. Surfing. We're going to do a surfing picture. Boxing. Yeah, boxing picture. And you're just sliding. Like, that's all you think the thing is, is a car picture. Yeah, do some car picture. It's like how we think of Oreos today. It's kind of more flavored, Pete flavored, mm-hmm. Pete Davidson flavored. Those are very popular. Yeah, what would a Pete Davidson flavored Oreo taste like? Well, I know what it would look like. It would look like a vanilla Oreo, but with his tattoos like all over. You know oh what I mean? God, like the cookie perfect. would have the like tattoos on it. It would have like one of the Martians from Mars Attacks and Hillary Clinton, all of Yeah, his yeah. Tattoos. It would just be like a tattooed cookie. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I don't know what the inside would be, but yeah, I think it would be it would be cool looking. I'd eat it. There'd be a tattoo with a branded Kim on it. Yes, that would be the cream, actually. The cream be, would be branded. Okay, the so branded cookies would be it, tattooed. So it says Kim branded into the into the cream on the Pete Davidson Oreo. Yeah, I uh, I wish they would just sell some super uh, variety pack of Oreos once and for all. I have a feeling that that will, like, I don't think that those chemicals should be interacting with each other under one bag. You think that if you open it, it'll be like Ghostbusters yes. or something? All yeah, the- exactly. Or it'll be like bleach and pneumonia, like you're going to have to air out the house mm-hmm. you have no eyebrows as soon as you open yeah. the pack it just goes, <laughs> yes, exactly this is a cloud of if noxious you put fumes. like the cotton candy flavor under the same bag as mm-hmm. the like girl scout cookie flavor but that's all because gonna... you go to the store and you're like oh cotton candy oreos mm, I would, i'd be interested in tasting one of those yeah buy the whole buy, bag but a, it's two dollars a two dollar where were you shopping two dollars the parking lot yeah, you're you got deals going. You got side deals going. You're Are, right. They don't have I picture you're buying tasting, your Oreos. a tasting size. Yeah. You're right. There's no, no you, tasting you size. You got the hoodlum from Pee Wee's Big Adventure walking those uh 
<laughs> those <laughs> what are, the extra like, Buxton, that guy. All right, Klausner. Klausner. No, he'd have yeah. to say Klaus it in nerd. a way that was rude somehow. He'd be like, okay, Klaus, Klaus nerd. nerd. I got your can- cotton candy flavored Oreos, Klaus nerd. Give me the money. I got your <laughs> exactly. Okay, I got like, your s'more flavored Oreos, yeah. sharp pling. Yeah. yeah. Sharp pl- pling on. He call you. Oh, sharp that's something. On. Is that something for a shirt, Tom? <laughs> sharp pling on and Julie Klaus nerd. And we're at the like, My Little Pony Fair running into Joe yeah. and Brett. I would love to see if somebody would do a shirt of me seeing Brett a football field at the Renaissance Fair. Yeah. It just put me in the background eating a vegan turkey leg and yeah. being confused. Like, huh? Yeah. I will also say I'm still waiting for the Tom Sharpley and Julie Klausman shirt. Yes. We're still waiting. That one comes ahead of the football field Ren Fair. That should be a Halloween style. Like, I want that in the Tales from the Crypt logo. Yeah. Like a neon green kind of like the cramp style logo. Do you feel like he's going to come after us at some point? No, if we keep no, beating I'm this not drum? afraid. There's so I'm afraid of everything except for that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I am not afraid of John Kassir. Every time I hear a knock at the door, footsteps on the on the uh, front porch, I'm, I, I, I don't know. I feel I feel like there's a there's some sort of I don't know, cease and desist coming or I, I, I don't know. Some sort of legal action I'm not even aware of. Some, you know, obscure law that I that we, you know, uh, stepped on or something. Near at your door, and he's, this lawsuit will go on. What's libel? Were, were we libelous? Is there libel? We're not libelous. We didn't say anything that wasn't factual. Yeah, we just keep I agree. I just don't trust the I just don't trust him. I don't trust the law. I'm worried. I am like I said, I am not I am more afraid of I thought you were about to say I'm not of sound mind and body. I thought you were <laughs> like you're like I am not of I, I like, Julie Klausman. Yeah. Not of sound mind nor body. <laughs> dedicate that unsound body to mm-hmm. science fiction. Science fiction. So I mean, that's the thing is if he if he wanted to serve you, he couldn't. He he wouldn't be able to find you. He doesn't know your names. So I guess you guys yeah. are. In yes! the, you guys are in the clear. He'd be at the exactly. courtroom waiting for us to show up the way we waited for him on that episode. He's got my fucking mm-hmm. phone number though, so I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I'll take he it. does not have it. <clears throat> don't worry. You can change your number. I've changed my number yeah. seven times. That's a good idea. Jerry from T Public has your number and you're getting along fine. You can handle Kassir. <laughs> <clears throat> so today. Hey, Tom, will you. Well, t- t- what? Tom, do you think we should put Brett's phone number on a t shirt? Oh, do I ever? This is what I would say. What about this as the ultimate t shirt? <laughs> it's just Brett's All, home no, address. A number. A number on each uh-huh. shirt. And you know. If you do the, if you buy all, if you, what would you have to buy eight, <laughs> you'd have to buy eight shirts. You know, you have the eight digits of Brett's number. Oh, and you have to rearrange you have them to figure in order what to reach order it's in. And look, I'll give people a head start. Start with a four. <laughs> there you go. You're, you already got one out of the way. You can, you I'll can, tell you, you what can it find ends my uh, area code in the, in the ludicrous song area codes. That's, that's another hint. There you oh, go. so you have the first three. Yeah, but you have to buy the other. You have to buy the other seven, 
seven, right? Like, yeah, four and three would be, that's where the gold is. The gold. It's just, just some stupid area code. You figure the guy's area. You know where he's. The guy, all he does is talk about Georgia. You figure what if it the out. the t-shirt, oh yeah. What if the t-shirt is a Google map with a big X marks the spot where his house is? Uh-huh. How, what level of magnification though are we at? Were you at like? A hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. It's it's life size. It's, oh, what if it's just a picture of your house? What if what if we have a special? It's just a photo. Yeah. Of yeah, it's just a photo of Red's house. Yeah, like a Google Maps photo of Red's house. If what if we do it as um, docs on my own show? Yeah. And if you look closely, his social security code is hidden in the bushes. Yeah. Yeah. Hided, hidden. Yeah, it's oh hided. boy. Yeah. But. This should be a line of shirt called Double Threat <laughs> Premium Selects, where they're very expensive. Yeah, it sounds but, like dog food. But there's a real prize at the end if you get yes. it. This is Brett's privacy. Full access to Brett's life. Mm-hmm. Oh, I this like is a it. good idea. Okay. How much should a premium how how much should one of the shirts go for? I feel 50, like the the phone bucks. the phone number ones should be fifty bucks 30. a pop. Wait, fifty, 50 bucks. I might, I might actually be into this. Fifty bucks a pop. The home, the photo of Brett's home should be a hundred fifty dollars shirt. That feels cheap. Not if it has the social security code hidden. No, the, in the well, bushes. the one with the social security. And I'm number. already telling you, it's in the bushes. I'm telling you where to look. Yeah, that one is three hundred. This feels underpriced. This feels. I feel like we can. And it, are, are we? Is it just one? Is it one of a kind? Are we selling just as many? No, we'll sell as many yes. as we can sell. <laughs> There's a lot of people who want this, Brett. They want your social security number. I mean, we could say it's a limited edition and not really have it be a limited edition. I'm, yeah. I love that. We also just don't even put his actual social security number on the thing. Mm, I'm gonna put the real one. <laughs> okay. Today's episode of Double Throw, we are talking about movies and scenes from movies and not just the usual uh, what's his face running from the airplane through a field, whatever movie. What are you talking about? What movie is that? Judy, Judy, Judy. Or Cary Grant's like, this plane is chasing (laughs) me in a field. I don't know this movie. It's a crop duster's coming after me in a field. Jooty, 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 don't let this plane <laughs> run me down. Oh, I know what you mean. That was like the TCM logo for a minute. Yeah. It's Hitchcock, the master, did that scene. Or a scene when, uh, you know, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Like that, like mm-hmm. those scenes. No, mm-hmm. that's not what we're talking about today. We're not talking about... uh you know how to whistle, don't you? you just put your lips together and yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and people are just like, Mrs. Robinson. Yeah. You're yeah. trying to get with me. Yeah. So <laughs> we're not doing those scenes. The ones you've the ones you've clocked and logged in your memory. If, uh, you yeah, the cl- speaking of clock, the one where that guy's like hanging off that giant clock about yeah. to die. What's his face? The Harold Lloyd. Harold Lloyd, right? Yeah, Bust- I think it's Bustard Keaton. 
Mustard Buster- Keaton. Mustard Keating. I like Mustard Keaton. That's when you put mustard on Michael Keaton. Oh, don't don't tempt me. I watched Clean and Sober the other night. It's really good. Okay. Okay. You know a movie I'll never watch again? Birdman. Yeah, me neither. Holy moly. Could you, I don't know how much you'd have I to pay me to watch I enjoyed it when Birdman. I watched it, but it was one of those things where as soon as it ended, I said, I've got that. And I've yeah. got that out of the way. Yeah. Uh, those gimmicky ones get me. Yeah. Like, 1917, I watched that in the theater. I walked out after about 40 minutes. I'm just like, this is like watching somebody play a video game. I don't care right. about this. Well, that was hard for you because you saved your brother in the World War One. In the Great War, yes. it was. That's what you called it because you didn't know it was the, the first of, there we'll was, say, question mark. Julie, there was one dude who kept saying, this is World War One." Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's the Great War. There's never going to be another one of these. He goes, oh, look out, buddy. Mm-hmm. It's coming. About 25 years from now, it's coming. And he there said, should be Schickle a podcast. Gruber. And they start talking Sorry. about Schickle Gruber. Oh, yeah. I've had some of that. It's a little sweet. I like the, the one with toffee, though. Um, the um, Why doesn't Forever Dog have a show called War Buddies where Tom and his war buddies? Yeah. Just, go to fast food restaurants and review sandwiches. Yeah, we just talk all about the war. <laughs> I don't know. I think we should just make you like play a video game and review it. Stolen Valor. Uh-huh. Where I just go and I say, I was in the 14th Brevillion. Bra- uh, give me a free <laughs> Brevillion, Whopper. Brevillion, yes. <laughs> I want a free Whopper. I was in the 14th Brevillion. Yeah. I think I parked in the 14th Pavilion. Can you yeah. help me find my car? Yeah. I'm looking for the 14th Pavilion. Uh, there's a uh, baseball card show there yeah. this weekend. And that's a podcast? Yeah. Just all the, just, just. Just something with Tom's war buddies because okay. I'm going to be honest with you. They're messing up my lawn. Yeah. <laughs> they get together. Uh-huh. They drink in my yard. Yeah. I go back. Parts of my. I, we I go, go, where are my begonias? We go in Julie's yard and we sing. And we would all go yes, down yes. together. Yes. And I look down Good and they're Saigon. all wearing like begonias in their hair. Yeah. Pretending uh, to be pretty yeah. ladies. They're like from South Pacific. They're like, 101 pounds of fun. But when Tom's we, got a grass skirt yeah. on. Honolulu, baby. And then we do that, and we go, then we do Goodnight Saigon, and we yep. would all go, and then we go, Friday Remember night. Remember Charlie. I, yeah, then it's like, Friday night, I crashed your party. Saturday, <laughs> I go, said, I'm sorry. I got a brand new car. <laughs> we just go through the Billy Joel catalog. I got my own in your yard. We're in your yard. Like I got it. What is it? I got a date at Zanzibar, and they're like, they "Oh, whoa, 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 weathered it was almost yeah. like it had been through some sort of yeah. storm and then julie's trying to sleep and suddenly she hears 
She hear, like I always kick my things I kick off I go and then the guys go what's the matter with the clothes I'm wearing don't you dare let me wear too much so that's just what I'm asking you Brett is to give Tom and his yeah. war buddies yeah. a show so that they stop terrorizing got it oh that's, not the, that's not the show I thought yeah. that was the show I don't oh. care what the show is I just don't well, want like them that. near I don't want them near my zinnias. Live from Julie's yard, it's Tom and his war buddies singing the catalog, the catalog <laughs> of Billy Joel. Joel, paying tribute to Billy Joel in Julie's yard and America. Yeah, yeah. Brandon, anywhere the popular studies <laughs> of the king of the queen of the prom. It's like five in the morning. Yeah, five in the morning. Like bottle of reds. That's quiet for a second. Bottle of white. Oh, God. We let it like go extra long so she thinks we're done. Like, <laughs> meet me anytime you want in my Italian restaurant. And it's like quiet for like 10 seconds. She's like, oh, finally, it's over. Brandy and Eddie with the brother in the summer of 75. <laughs> so that's my favorite that I ask of you, Brett. Just give these war buddies something yeah. to do. They could talk about the war. Sounds like they, they got plenty about- to do. I think I'll just record. I would love to just record <laughs> this live. Fine. Yeah. yeah. Fine. Anywhere but my yard. Eh, I don't know. Seems I had a like whole a, vegetable like garden. I had to, they were crunching on my... They were like rabbits. They ate yeah. all my carrots. Yeah. We ate all the carrots. We do eat the carrots, too. Helps with our eyesight. because They late. love... <laughs> it's so dark out That's there. What Chopping on I'm the carrots. I'm one of in them. In between, they're singing the Down East are Alexa Crunch. I I once sprayed um like hot sauce on the mm. vegetables to get them to stop eating the vegetables. They ate more. Yeah. No, 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 no. You had to be a big shot, did ya? You had to open up your mouth. And then I hear one of them go, I like them spicy. I go, oh no! Where are these I spicy carrots? I basically put salad dressing on them. We ate all the spicy carrots. Where there's just normal ones left. I brought out a super soaker with hot sauce in it. Yeah. I tried to spray them to get them away, to get them off my lawn. They start opening their mouths. They yeah. love it. Yeah. Dirty Fred loves it. He's the mm-hmm. he's one of my war buddies. Dirty Fred loves going to your window, going like more hot sauce. <laughs> a game like catch the hot sauce yeah. i was trying to blind him yeah and do you always sing completely faithful versions of the songs or do you, do you occasionally kind of play with the lyrics sometimes a little they bit? screw it up but sometimes it's not we'll intentional weird alum if we if if inspiration strikes you that's know. what tom is saying but the truth is they're too drunk to remember the lyrics yeah that's pretty much we just end up going like they're like they're like harry truman doris day air conditioners pencil sharp <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> We're just like spicy carrots in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Spicy carrots, drink with friends, words with friends. Yeah. Alec Baldwin on yeah. the plane. Remember that. It was insane. Remember that, though? Seriously? Remember when Alec Baldwin was like, I want to play words with friends. And they were like, sir, please put your device away. And he was like, That's right. no. Yeah. Also, who is playing words with? What does he have? Tina Fey? Like, who are the people he was? Who were his friends for the words with friends? Oh, Steve was on that flight. Okay. Lauren. 
Anyway, should we start the show? Start the show? We're almost done. I thought I meant to start the clips. Oh. This is very exciting. We are counting down uh, the the the. We're, we're going to figure out the top ten movie scenes of all time, and this is going to be the real list. The 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 real. Li- I mean, because like Tom was saying, yes. you go online, you search top ten movie scenes of all time, you're going to get the same scenes every in every list. Uh, the 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 North by Northwest scene, the you know uh, whatever it may, it may South be, by gone, gone with the wind, South yeah. by Southwest. And you're going to get, you know, it's like, who okay, who decided that these are the top 10 scenes, you know? Not us. No. So we're going to go deeper than anybody's ever gone before. We're going to comb through the annals of film history and find the actual top 10 best movie scenes of all time. Uh, annals. Julie has submitted uh, uh, some nominations. Thomas submitted some nominations. And you listeners have submitted uh, tons of great nominations as well. Uh, and we're actually, there's so many great nominations here. We've never done this before, but I think to be fair to this topic... Uh, I think if it's okay with you, I th- I think this should be a two part episode. I think we we uh, kind of get into it here uh, in this episode. We start to go through the nominations, but I don't want to rush it. I want to take our time with this. Really get this right. Yes. And we'll uh, we'll come back next week and finish the list. Okay, great. So stay tuned after the break. Uh, when we get back, we are going to begin to look at the uh, nominations, the nominees uh, for the top ten movie scenes of all time. Kicking it off uh, with Julie's first nomination. Uh, this is the 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 courtroom scene uh, from John Waters' Crybaby. The courtroom scene. Now, what is it about this scene, Julie? That, that... I, I I like the iron lung. I like the way that the judge is flirty with mrs vernon williams okay. i guess i guess the the iron lung probably okay can we, can we just watch the iron lung? i think like like this and big lebowski like i would say we're we're counting down best iron lung movies right pretty much okay yeah arthur digby sellers and the iron lung. i would probably say if i were going to be completely truthful it would be the scene in the parking lot at turkey point where the the bad girls decide to give allison a Bad girl beauty makeover. Have you seen Crybaby, Tom? I saw it once. Okay. And this was also, this like was that. the only John Waters clip on your list, Julie. How, how did this make the cut over uh, in the John Waters canon this for you? This is something that I thought of last night while I was emailing you. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's the best. I'm just thinking it's, it was so, sort of something that came into my, because you obviously think of like, you know, Divine, like walking around the streets of Baltimore and female trouble. Um, There's mm-hmm. so many iconic moments, but. Sure. But we were trying to even find smaller moments, even for yes. people that like things like Lou like, Large. Yes. Order, order in this courtroom. What a sad vision of today's youth. The juvenile authorities have had it with drape gangs. Milton Hagen. Wonderwood. Mona Maldorowski, also known as Hatchet Face. You are blights on this community. Are the parents here? Yes, Your Honor. We've been praying all night for our son. I feel like Danny Aiello was robbed of that role. Hi, Wanda, honey. You were on the radio. Would you just get me the out of here? What's mean, Hector? Oh, Meg, it's just a teen nonsense word Wanda uses to make herself feel all grown up. 
Your Honor, could we take Wanda the fuck home? Is that Patty Hearst? It is. Order! Order in this courtroom! You hear that, Your Honor? It's a sign. She's speaking in tongues. God's in her color. And he's in yours, too. Let him out. Let the words of the Savior be heard. The land of salvation, truth lies in God's friends. Our hateful hands to do such loving words. Order. Order. No wonder your children are in trouble. And you, Miss Malnorowski. By the way, that's a shame about your face. There's nothing the matter with my face. I got character. I see that your parents haven't taken the trouble to come to get you. Here it is. Oh, yes, we did. You happy now, Mona? Huh? You finally did it. You put your own mother in an iron lump. Mrs. Malnorowski, there is no smoking in this courtroom. Uh, why not? I pay taxes on cigarettes, don't I? And what do I get for those taxes? Happiness? Hell no! I get tuberculosis! Oh, Christ! Now I got a, now flat, I got a flat tire! Alright, that's my first nomination. That's amazing. Incredible. Great. I love it. Where in the oeuvre do you put Crybaby? Uh, it's my number one tied with female trouble. So I do okay. Crybaby, female trouble, and then I do pink flamingos and hairspray. Okay. So that's like number one is like early, late. Number two, early, late. That's interesting that that's that you have like that the. And when 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 do, do what like what is the what is the peak the turning point or yeah like what what do you feel like is the top of the the mountain in terms of like the the run like it's tricky because like i think polyester straddles both sides of mm-hmm. early late yeah but i think that's just such a exciting wonderful movie where it doesn't sort of mark transition mm-hmm. it just is sort of its own and like best of both worlds sure sure but no, that, that's, um that's interesting. but you it's like it's like if you like the beatles you have to Pick one from late Beatles and one from early Beatles, sure. right? Because they're you, you sort of two represent. different bands. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's really interesting, and that's uh, so polyester kind of is the crossroads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. exactly. Before he decided to do hairspray and just blow mm-hmm. the world open. Yeah. I strongly recommend people revisit Crybaby. I remember liking it a lot. I well, I saw it when it came out, and I liked it, and. Well, maybe not actually now that I realize that like Johnny Depp is on trial, (laughs) but probably a horrible person. I believe Amber Heard. That's all. Those those (laughs) things can exist side by side. Yes, they can. And the Grammy for best comedy album goes to Ted Bundy. No. (laughs) Shall we move right along? Oh yeah, let's let's. What's next? Yeah, so uh, let's let's look at uh, Tom's first nomination. Uh, this this is a movie um, probably not a lot of people have seen. I, I recently watched it on Tom's recommendation. I loved it. Uh, this is from the movie Frownland. Frownland, uh, directed uh, by uh, Ronnie Bronstein, um, 
who is the uh, uh, probably better known as the co-writer of the all the Safdie brothers movies. Um, and uh, Tom, is this his only feature? Or? This is his only feature that that uh, that Ron, Ronnie Bronstein did. But this movie, Julie, is I would say the way to watch it is you. There are certain movies where it's about the lovable loser, right? Yep. Where you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, the the comedic lead who's just like, oh, what a what a doofus, but you're mm-hmm. on their side. And right. you're, you're kind of you're rooting for them. This movie is is kind of engineered, I feel, to be a test of that to see when yes. you finally are just like, I hate Done. this person. This person's now. This is a scene where the lead in the movie goes to an internet cafe to to do a, to he wants to do a, a little bit of a prank. Mm-hmm. On, on somebody and I just want to add two real quick uh, if you are listening to this episode uh, remember you can also watch these episodes now you can watch full video episodes of Double Threat uh, on Forever Dog Plus you sign up at foreverdog.plus uh, you get video episodes ad free episodes ask Julie episodes it's a great deal and this is a perfect episode uh, to jump on board Forever Dog Plus with so you can watch these clips uh, along with us uh, including this one from Frownland. So this guy Keith is typing a, a, a fake collection notice uh, and it says, this is a final notice to remind you that your bill is past due if no arrangements have been made to settle the balance on the account within five business, and then he changes it to th- three business days. It's a true Test. Just watching someone type and yeah. make mistakes is so yeah. riveting. I swear. <laughs> a, he's typing it's things. Fascinating. As sure. if he's writing from Con Ed. Yeah. And now uh, Keith uh, is printing out the letter, taking up, uh, taking it up to the front desk. Just internet cafes. Are yeah. So... Um, I just want to know, I really appreciate, I know you're busy, but if you could, um, just get ready. (laughs) I have, okay, I I have a friend, um, and it's, it's his birthday, and, um, (laughs) I would, if you, if you wouldn't, I have a friend, and if, if you could, um, just, if you wouldn't mind, just take a second, just, um, and of course I'll pay for the call, but if, if you could just, you know. Be nice surprise for him if you could read this into the answer machine. You know. On the oh phone. my God! Just, it would just take a second, and it would really be a nice surprise. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it sounds weird, but it's it's not. You know, I mean, trust me. If you, if you have that, if you, um, it would just take a just just take a second. Uh, yeah. And um, uh no i don't feel comfortable doing that that is so that is so great it's so uniquely 
so uniquely nightmarish from the way he like chews the words before he actually digests them. Yeah. To her, her gum chewing is one of the best <laughs> gum chewing it's performances so- I've ever seen. <laughs> it gets me more physically mm-hmm. upset every time I've seen it. It makes me just like, it's like I almost vibrate with uncomfortableness. Yes. Oh, completely. Oh. It is so charged. Yeah. It is um the way he just has his mouth open. Just chewing at the air before he can form yeah. words as he tries. Yeah. No, that's just uh that's like a it's on Criterion Channel and it's a kind of a hidden uh gem in the world, I feel. That is like a comedy uh it an really uncut it, hidden gem. Yes, an uncut hidden gem. That kind of like Kind of like turns all comedy stuff like that style on its side. Yeah. And it's it's like a study in endurance in spots. Um, yeah. That's my number one pick that should be in. I would swap that out for uh, Play It Again, Sam. In, in one of these Hollywood The, the, the entire movie with Diane Keaton and. The, no. The, the, look, that one can stay in. I would say. Like, what's another old film thing that's like one of these movies? I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Yeah, swap that out from either that or Roy Scheider seeing Jaws pop out of the water and the cigarette in his mouth. He goes, oh, no, it's Jaws. And Jaws goes, hello, baby. Baby. (laughs) Can someone please put that into... Into, can someone do a clip where they just someone add in says, the big Oh bopper. no, it's Jaws. Someone goes, Oh no, it's Jaws. And then so he <laughs> pops out, Hello, baby. Do, 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 do. That'd be good instead of do 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 do. Much scarier music. If Chantilly Lace was, if John Williams was just like, Steven Spielberg was like, Where's the score? How's it coming? He goes, I got it. Yeah, somebody recut Jaws, please. The whole thing. Yeah. And a pretty face, got a long neck goose, and is nice and loose. That's all that's our our humble request. I'm a super creep and I like to peep through ladies' clothes. <laughs> That's what Jaws likes? Yes! Oh, baby, yes, are what I like. Peeping through women's <laughs> you clothes. You know what I like. I know what I like in your wardrobe. Early Genesis. Red- I... I- think there should be a genesis musical just because the lamb lays down on broadway Mm -hmm. on broadway that would be yeah now brett what other clips do we have oh boy um here's one you have one brett did you choose one uh uh, we can hold i i I just chose i just had a couple but but the you know i want to really put the spotlight on the listeners here as well as on tom and julie because they really uh uh uh, made some great submissions. Oh, we worked so humble. hard. So we worked so hard. Uh, here's the what first. What made you choose this courtroom scene, Julie? It was 8 p.m. and you were emailing me. 
You <laughs> this APM, and you were emailing me, and I had to go to my Seder. <laughs> I, I no, I disagree because this is I think it's a testament to just how okay. instinctively good, yes. Ha- yes, how intuitive you are because no, your lists were incredible. It was exactly what we wanted. It was it was like uh, sort of personal deep cuts from this and uh, it was amazing. All right, so we're we're just at the tip of the iceberg here. I love it. Um, and here's this is let, let's do our first cut here, our first decision because we okay. got um we got uh multiple submissions uh for scenes from Magnolia. Uh, and I okay. assume, you know, if if any scene, you know, at, at most one scene from Magnolia would make the top 10. Uh, mm-hmm. And the two scenes that got nominated uh, frequently uh, were Julianne Moore in the pharmacy and William mm-hmm. H. Macy mm-hmm. at the bar confessing his love for, for Brad the bartender. A lot bartender. of tears. A lot of tears. We're going for yeah. the tears. OK. So let's uh, let's take a look at these um, and just to refresh your memory on them and, uh, decide which one, which one kind of moves on, uh, moves on so to the Julianne next Julianne more like, like, uh, tearing Pat Healy a new one. Mm-hmm. Or Macy pleading his Casey. There, huh? God, look at her. Just mad. Imagine being that beautiful. That stuff back there, huh? You could, uh, you could have quite a party, all that stuff. A party? You been on Prozac long? Dexedrine? Interesting drugs. Dexedrine's basically Pat speeding Healy. the pill, you know? But I guess a lot of the doctors are balancing out the Prozac with the Dexedrine, so. I kind of wish he did like a Miss Piggy with this, down, like a hi yeah, and just like jumped over the counter mm-hmm. and started choking him. You can't mix those up, you know. That would be a good role for you, um, Tom, to be the other pharmacist that looks Looks up and then looks away. That would be a good role. That's pretty good. He's doing it right now. She starts muttering, right? First, she starts muttering. Wrong stuff here, boy. Wow. What exactly you have wrong? You need all this stuff. Motherfucker. What? Yes! You fucking asshole. Who the fuck fuck do you think you are? I come in here. You don't know me. You don't know who I am, what my life is. And you have the balls, the indecency to ask me a question about my life. Fuck you two. Don't you call me lady. I come in here. I give these things to you. You check. You make your phone calls. Look suspicious. Ask questions. I'm sick. I have sickness all around me. And you fucking ask me my life. What's wrong? I'm using death in your bed, in your house. Where's your fucking decency? And then I'm asking fucking questions. What? Wrong! Suck my dick! That's what's wrong in you! You fucking call me lady! Shame on you! Shame on you! Shame on both of you! This is me at Starbucks every morning. That's how, and they're just like. Every morning. <laughs> And they're like, fine. No, we'll, they're uh, like, we know oat milk. Fine. Yeah. You call me lady. <laughs> Just because they got my order wrong. They got me. They gave mm-hmm. me soy milk instead. I guess so. I guess so. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. It's just her gearing up. It's yeah. just like her kind of doing stretches, just talking to herself, like getting it all out. Oh, yeah. No, she's it's so, it's so hard to convert like something that internally intense to i need to express this i need to stop letting this eat mm-hmm. me from the inside out and start 
projecting it onto the people that are causing me this kind of pain. Now, does this movie has this movie gone up or down in your uh, in your uh, opinion Esteem. over the years? Yeah, I I think I just keep loving it. Mm. Um, I, I guess I keep loving it more. What about you? Sure, I think it's gone down for me for some. Look, mm-hmm. I still I still like it a lot, love it, and but I just like I see. It's kind of like it's kind of like a, a kitchen sink kind of thing. Oh yeah, movie, and that's that's there's something amazing about kitchen sink movies, and um, but I do feel it's also just kind of uh like like the, the it's the movie that a younger person would make, and I feel like he just has a lot more control now over what he's trying to say. Well, you're more of a late. PTA fan than I am. Yeah, I mean, I think and, Phantom. I think Phantom Threads is his best movie, and um, so yeah, so I definitely am. I love how sprawling it is. Mm-hmm. I love that. I didn't quite get it when it first came out, and now just because I've watched it a million times, uh-huh. whether or not I get it, I know what to expect, and I sure make sense of it. Yeah, no, and I, I do. I like it. I like it. It represents a certain time in my life. I mean, I saw it during a very weird period, and um, yeah, it's just it will always represent something to me uh, that is kind of personal and and sad, and um, mm-hmm. but it's just it's it's of a certain period, and uh, maybe that baggage is a part of why I don't go back to yeah. it like I would. So that might yeah. be it, honestly. Sorry, that wasn't as funny as uh, what it's supposed to do on a double type. Put my clown nose back on. That was right? a that was a clown nose. Put my I thought you'd had clown. an allergic reaction to that shrimp yes. cocktail I sent over. <laughs> why did she keep sending over shrimp cocktail yeah. to the two studios? Yeah, and why she send them media mail? <laughs> the cocktail they're not sauce. fresh when they show up. Well, speaking of the new studio, this next scene from Magnolia was filmed uh, right around the corner from the Forever Dog Studios at the uh, Foxfire Room, yes, uh, which I've, you can go to in the valley. Are you guys in the valley? Okay, I've been I've been there, and it's still, still as around? it is in the movie. Man, because that bar from Jackie Brown is closed. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was over by the airport. Mm-hmm. What is it called? The bird, the cockatoo inn. And then, yeah, then there's the. Uh, yeah, we'll do one. You come out here, Julie. I'm going to walk you through the parking lot, the Robert De Niro. Uh, it sounds like you're about to kill me. No, no, but you'll be, you'll be you Robert De Niro. I'm just going to put a bullet through your head. You're going to make... be Robert De Niro. Uh-huh. And I'm going to be Robert De Niro. You're going to be, be Robert De Niro. I'll be Bridget Fonda. Oh, I was thinking in Goodfellas where, where he's like, yeah, go pick out a purse. Maybe I'll look yeah. for my mom. Yeah. Like, but he's like, go look at those purses. Come on. Go yeah, ahead. I don't know. Yeah. No, but we'll we'll see the L.A. Uh, highlights. The, the real L.A. Mm-hmm. And that has to be October because when I come out, you're going to be gone, which is a bummer. I know. You know, you know, it's fun on Hollywood Boulevard, Julie. You can still look and see the occasional piece of old signage from... Mm. Once upon a time in Hollywood, there's still Which, like, mm-hmm. like when he was doing that long drive down Hollywood Boulevard, uh, there's still just like a little scrap here and there. If I you look it. closely. All right. Here's the other contender for Magnolia. This is uh, uh quiz kid, Donnie Smith uh, at the bar. 
sick here now. Everybody's sick. I confuse melancholy and with sometimes. Mm-hmm. You see. Henry Why don't you run along now, friend? Mm-hmm. The dessert is getting cold. I'm sick. Stay that way. I'm sick and I'm in love. You seem the sort of person who confuses the two. That's right. That's the first time you've been right. I confuse the two and I don't care. Hey. Hey! I love you. I, I love you, and I, I'm, I'm sick. I'll, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you tomorrow. I'm getting corrective oral surgery tomorrow for my teeth. I love you, Brad. Brad, the bartender. You want to love me back? I'll be good to you. I'll be good to you. another good part for you, Thomas, Brad, the bartender. Be mad if you don't know said what. Punish you if you get the answer wrong. I've seen you interact with best show fans like that. Really special secret crush over there, I think. Don't you mind your own business. Gently, son. Brad, I know you don't love me now. It's a dangerous thing to confuse children with angels. You want to know the common element for the entire group? Like he asked? I'll tell you the answer. I'll tell you, because I had that one. I had that that question. Carbon. Carbon in pencil lead is in the form of graphite. In coal, it's mixed up with other impurities. And in the diamond, it's in hard form. Well, all we really wanted to know was the common element, Donnie, but thank you for all that unnecessary knowledge. <laughs> Kids, heads so full of useless knowledge. Thank you. Thank you. It's be a good monologue for you, Tom. To and do. the book yeah. says we may be through with work the past, up some monologues. but the past is not through with us. I'm going to work up a monologue like that I, for Double Threat Live. No, mm-hmm. it is not dangerous to confuse children with angels. Should we each do monologues like that? Yeah, Acting I can do monologues? the... I can do the... Motherfucker. How dare you? I could do what I do to Starbucks every morning. I'm going to say, yeah. as amazing as both of these scenes are, if I had to pick a scene from Magnolia, I would probably do the part where Tom Cruise is like... I will drop kick those dogs if any of you can mm-hmm. get close to me between him and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. I think the two of them together mm-hmm. is pretty remarkable. If I had to choose. Mm-hmm. No, that would that's look, it's a, there's a lot to choose from in the movie, also. There's a lot there. I choose the scene where Kermit the Frog uh, falls <laughs> from the sky. No. That's how he does. He's like, ah. why? Why are there <laughs> Well, between these two, which one do you think? Uh, which one I, do you think takes go, the edge? I, I would go for Julianne Moore. I'll go for Julie. Mm. It's so authentic. It's just so clear that it's coming from this deep place. She can, she can just mine mm-hmm. if need be. It's yeah. interesting too that they're both coming off of like. Macy had just done Fargo and she had just done Lebowski and they're both doing this. Mm-hmm. No, I like it. I say we're on the same page. And uh, since we're talking about scenes here, I mean, what? Because I will say uh, a lot of people send me great like lines. But yes. uh, when you're looking for like a if we're talking about scenes, I mean, what are you really Moments. looking for here? Yeah, you're looking for a sustained uh, uh, arc. It's like the, the I feel like a great scene is the entire thing writ small if that makes sense to you like 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 a great scene can encapsulate everything you like about a movie and uh 
You're just a moment that you're always going to think of or that you would compare something in real life to. Like, you know that scene in Lost in America where, I don't know if you chose this one, Tom, but if like the one where Albert Brooks goes in and he thinks he's getting a promotion and he ends it up and he ends up getting fired. That's just a circumstance that I would use in an example mm -hmm. in life that I think about a lot. Yeah. So like an instance more than a just a line that you would quote. And that's just running through. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I agree with that. It's got it's got some some resonance. Yeah, and speaking of the residents, I'm going to be wearing the big eyeball head and playing with them next uh, week. Oh, that's so cool. Did you know that I joined the residents? I didn't. Did you know I oh, joined the, Guar? The... You did? Yeah. That's amazing. The problem is they don't let you bring your own eye. You have to mm -hmm. use the eyeball mask that is it smells horrible. Yeah. No, I can I can only imagine what's going on in that in that dome <laughs> no, there. It's like they're going to find there's like seven new variants of COVID in there. Inside there and they're all captured. Inside the resident's eyeball mask. Slash helmet. And it would be a helmet. Mm -hmm. Well, Brent, what else is You there? know what I would say? You know what I would say if I saw the residents perform? I'd go, ay, ay, ay. <laughs> I'd go, ay, 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 ay. Yay, I'm in the wrong club. Put some glasses on, Four Eyes. <laughs> I show up at a residence show with giant glasses. I show up with a giant thing of Visine and I start chasing them around. They go, no. That'd be the greatest thing. Show up. You show up with a giant bottle of Visine. I show up Chase with a them. giant pair of horn rim glasses. Then Show's to, canceled. Yeah. And then we get to do then we get to do our funny songs about animals for children. I'm a monkey and this is what I do. I go hoo hoo hoo. And the resonance fans are just like, this is brilliant. Do they love it? <laughs> they subverted their performance by having two buffoons go on stage and do it's a comment. It's just like, and then they're just like, no, they just came out of the audience. We don't know them. And then and then they're like, we love them. And Tom and I are like, we'll be rich. And then they're like, we don't have any money. Yeah. It's like, what money do you think we're making here? <sighs> Great. All right. Let's uh, switch gears to a kind of a fun scene here. This is um, this. This actually I actually had this uh, scene on my list. And it also got nominated by uh, by uh, at least two or three listeners. So uh, I think this is a strong contender. This is the. Uh, Waterloo scene from Muriel's wedding. Do you know this scene? The Waterloo scene from Muriel's wedding. Yeah, I know this. Yeah. When they're performing. Yes, they're doing. Yeah. Uh, this is where uh, in in the movie Muriel is uh, kind of unpopular in her hometown. Uh, her so-called friends uh, go to uh, take a uh, island vacation without her, and she decides to follow them there. But then she runs into another old friend, Rhonda, uh, played by Rachel Griffiths. Um, and uh, this is the scene where they confront the fake friends, and and it culminates. With them doing a killer performance of a classic ABBA song at the resort's talent night with those same fake friends in attendance. What a fantastic surprise. I don't believe it. I haven't seen you since Hopper Spit High. How are you? Married? Muriel told me. Turkey. Chook. Chook, that's right. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Come and have a drink with us. Yeah. Really? You want to have a drink with me? Well, we can't let you spend the entire holiday alone. 
We're not in school anymore, Rhonda. You don't have to feel you're not good enough for us now. I don't. If I feel you've changed, I'll tell you. I'm honest. Unlike some people, I tell it like it is. The truth? Yes. I tell the truth, too. Nicole's having an affair with Chook. Muriel saw them fucking in the laundry on your wedding day. Stick your drink up your ass, Tanya. I would rather swallow razor blades than drink with you. Oh, by the way, I'm not alone. I'm with Muriel. Rachel Griffith, the Australian Juliet Lewis. the best tony collette's such a star yeah it's her star turn and waterloo uh my my abba heads know what this the symbolism of waterloo what it means uh would you share with the rest of us abba fans but perhaps I would, not abba I would, heads this is what i would say is if uh, brett i'm not trying to take us off target here oh no please this is pull up eurovision 1974 oh yeah and then you'll know this is them telling the world we're here. That's what Waterloo means. It's them saying we're going to win Eurovision and we're going to take over the bleeping planet next. And they did because they were a, they were basically a supergroup. Abba, they all had different also, careers and more, they were all doing more different like things. S- Agnetta had put albums out and and they were all doing different things. This is like a a a. a, a powerhouse and they're saying we're going for it and that's what waterloo means to me it's a, not a, not unlike napoleon abba dynamite. was the, making napoleon. there not not unlike napoleon dynamite and i have uh, 11 scenes from napoleon dynamite <laughs> picked for this uh no let's let's see this is what the, this is when the world met abba more or less and i will say i i do i will say I think that is a great scene, but if I had to choose something from Muriel's wedding, I would choose something where she's lying about her fake husband, oh, Tim Sims. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. Tim yeah. Sims. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tim Sims. Well, you know, it's funny. This comes back to the scenes question because I think they're—that's like my favorite plot point in the movie. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember if it, if there's like a really coherent scene where. It all plays out together. I don't know. There might be. I, yeah. I was also having a hard time not choosing scenes that are just like they do this song. Right. Because mm-hmm. that sort of rules out every musical because the, the best part of any musical is going to be of the song sequence. Now, this is the year is 1974. The Eurovision contest is in full swing. And what is the entry? The best Sweden, band of all time. From best Sweden. Pop group. Who knew that one of the best groups ever was just a part of this dumb contest that is so based on the song, but who knew that the singers 
were what mm -hmm. this was all about. The song is called, oh, and it's Napoleon. Napoleon, no wonder the song is called Waterloo. Oh, this is wow. Sven Olaf Waldorf, who's really entered into the spirit of it all, dressed as Napoleon, waiting for Waterloo by ABBA for Sweden. Watch this one. As soon as they got to the chorus, people had yeah. to know that they were under yeah. attack. Yeah, but this is, it's over at this point. And that outfit Agnetha's wearing is, how would you describe that? Why don't I have that guitar? I tried to hold you back, but you and then Anifried has these chains, mm -hmm. kind of like pseudo-military. Yeah, they and a beret, a little silk beret. Yeah, they both have them coming off like shoulder epaulets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What it was like. And is it true that in Sweden, the reason why there are so many Swedish pop sort of songwriters is because you have to take music in Swedish public school? I don't know about that. That that makes sense. If there That's was what I heard is that it's like a required class. Sure. So then there would be like an innate, an, an innate appreciation for music. Yeah, just like how in the United States there's, oops, never mind. All right, so uh, let's do let's do two more clips for this week, um, a, a Julie clip and a Tom clip, and then we'll pick up with this uh, with this conversation next week. So this clip is from Julie, uh, and it is from uh, the movie Goodfellas, uh, and this is uh, Julie. You want to set this one up? This is my favorite part of Goodfellas, which is when Karen hangs out with the mob wives. We oh. did this on Difficult People, and it was just it's just always been my favorite part of Goodfellas to the extent when anyone else talks about. Other scenes being the best scenes in Goodfellas, yeah. I'm always confused. Because the, it, it, if this is the scene I think it is, it's very, it's it's one of the most revealing scenes about the the whole world in in a in from an angle that nobody else is is like none of the other scenes are highlighting. Karen is hanging out with the other mob wives, and she feels like she is. A fish out of water mm -hmm. as a nice Jewish girl involved with um, Ray Liotta. Yeah. Well, we weren't married to nine to five guys, but the first time I realized how different was when Mickey had a hostess party. The sheen, the sheen. Where are you from? 
Lawrence. Oh, yeah, Lawrence out on the island. Mm -hmm. That's nice. I'm from Miami. You ever been there? No. It's okay, but it's like you died and woke up in Jew heaven. Angie, stop picking at that thing. It's the one with the hands. I like to smack his face. The red-haired guy he looks like a farmer. I'm telling you, I can't get through the gate without this guy's hands all over me. So I told him. I said, keep your fucking hands off me, you son of a bitch, or I'll cut them off. <laughs> <laughs> she meets. I mean, he don't know how lucky he is. I just mentioned this to Vinny. Oh, that's the problem. How can you mention it? Vinny would kill him. Please. Problem is, if I don't, he'll kill the miserable bastard, then Vinny will be there for life. You think you've got problems? What about Jeannie's kid? He was in an argument, a lousy $10 card game. He pulls out a gun. The gun goes off. Some kid gets killed. When the grandmother hears it and finds out he's in jail, she has a heart attack. She drops dead right on the spot. Now Jeannie has a husband and a son in jail and a mother in the funeral parlor. Oh, come on. Hey, you know, Jeannie drinks. Well, maybe she's depressed. Depressed. Give me a break. She's drunk. Ah, oh, come on. As soon as something happens, you automatically make them out to be saints. They had bad skin and wore too much makeup. I mean, I mean, they didn't look very good. They looked beat up. And the stuff they wore was thrown together and cheap. A lot of pantsuits and double knits. She doesn't wake up in the morning. She spends her life in a nightgown. And they talked about how rotten their kids were and about beating them with broom handles and leather belts, but that the kids still didn't pay any attention. The stuff she's putting on her face in that royal blue is so funny. And then it ends on um, it ends on a close-up of Karen's eyes. I think Lorraine Bracco's voiceover in this scene is just so so fantastic yeah. it's it's so well um it's just so well acted and it, and it's kind of like the way the, the 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 thing she says about everything was cheap and thrown together it's like that's a that's a thing that like scorsese seems to be kind of obsessed with which is showing like the other side of the stuff pre sopranos Mm-hmm. All the way to with like the Irishman is just like a straight up, um, it's like a it's like an indictment of the lifestyle to where these guys are killing people, and the reward for that is that they eat cereal at a mm-hmm. at a like a hol- whatever place they were staying at the holiday, and they get the, they get to go take the little cereal box from the restaurant yeah. themselves and have that. It's just like you know you could live this life without mm-hmm. killing people <laughs> like it's just mm-hmm. like it didn't put you in a mansion right and that's kind of the, that's one of the um i it feels like that this is one of the biggest versions of uh, like examples of that that uh thinking that he has tried to uh uh examine represent yeah, yeah. i i just love that it's from her side of things and that Absolutely. shot of when he gives her the gun and she admits that it turned her on and she talks about mm-hmm. being completely out of place in that environment and just the horror of like even Ileana Douglas who's being super nice to her, giving her a hand massage, said that horrible thing about Jews. Mm-hmm. Um, if you watch Italian Pinata, the episode of Difficult People, you will see Jamie Denbo giving me a hand massage and uh-huh. we tried to do that shot by shot i don't know how much how many push-ins we got but amazing it was um great episode it's definitely thank you see the thing is when you talk about when you talk about difficult people it's hard to say oh that was a great episode mm-hmm. you know why mm-hmm. i don't know i don't find it too hard <laughs> no but i'm gonna say you know why because mm-hmm. they're all great episodes that's the thing yeah but some are better than others you might as well say the episode's called uh, is on the show difficult people well that's an episode of difficult people 
It's implied it's a great episode. Well, but yeah, we can but say Itali- it. All. Italian pinata, strike rat. Yeah, are my favorites. Yeah, those are great. Those are good. Now, what, what, what's the final one? Just All say right. what, 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 which one is it? Uh, let's do Tom's jackass clip. Yeah, let's do it. Because I'm very curious to know, I mean, from the we- wealth of uh, of scenes to choose from in jackass, Tom, what made you choose the one we're about to watch? Because to, to me, jackass, uh, this, this franchise, four movies in, going strong. Everybody talks about, like, the big set pieces. And I find... The thing that makes Jackass special is when these smaller things are peppered through that you really get a feel for how much fun they could have and how much they like each other. And and it's just like the, the true spirit of what makes the show different than just guys hitting each other or getting hurt comes from things like scenes like this. And this is from Jackass 3D. Jackass guys. It's at a hotel. I heard you were staying at this hotel. What the fuck is that? <laughs> look at that. It's like someone like, look at it. What is this? I can't even read it, dude. God, are they all hanging out shirtless in yeah. their underwear yeah. in this hotel room? Mm-hmm. Hi, Jackass Paul guys. Is. I heard you were staying at this hotel. My name is Stephanie, and me and my friends love you. Some of you actually hooked up with my sister four years ago. I don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> and Johnny Knoxville comes out dressed as a sailor. Dressed like a way. sailor in a tight white t-shirt. This is overwhelming. I mean, what other clips have you brought for me today? Am I on am I on Am I on race chaser? Hold on, what show am I on? We do not laugh for the camera again. Some of you actually hooked up with my sister four years ago. I'm telling you. <laughs> and I don't care about that. <laughs> Me and my friends will totally rock your world. I want to fuck you all. <laughs> what's happening is the note has smaller and smaller writing on it, so they have to lean closer and closer to read it. And there's a like a pneumatic boxing glove behind the note on the other side of the wall that punches them in the face when they get very from a cartoon yeah that was amazing it gets better oh no get ready (laughs) (laughs) it's the fucking stupidest thing i've ever seen fans actually put that read the little part dude (laughs) (laughs) we may as little ass up here but only if no one be in the hall just like bam he's selling it so good is there a chair out here we man dude some girl wants to rock your world dude you gotta read this these fans put up these (laughs) there's hope dude stand on this Read it out loud for the camera. This perfect behind the scenes, dude. Hi, Jackass guys. I heard you were staying at this hotel. My name is Stephanie, and me and my friends love me. Some of you actually hooked up with my sister four years ago. I don't care about that. Me and my friends. Ha <laughs> ha 
<laughs> yeah, that's the. Are the three of us? Are we setting this up for like a diff- like a like a double threat? Are we be- gonna become the new jackass? The three of us gonna oh, start would... doing stupid shit. <laughs> I would love it. Other? Sign me up. Right, yeah. Joe ass getting punched in the face. <laughs> right, we call it Joe ass because of Joe Cilio. Yeah, because he's like he's the boss, and he'll just uh, he'll put his he'll he'll call it Joe ass, and Brett will be the uh, danger Aaron of the. Oh, he gets it, he gets the worst. Okay, he gets the worst because you look you put helmets on and slider. Yeah, bring it uh, on. Thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm down. Yeah. 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 No, this is fun. We're going through the the clips that are that that make movies special to us. And yes, if there's so many we have. We're gonna we'll do a, we'll this will be a two parter like you like you suggested, Brent. Um, and we'll do carry hanger. Yeah, and we'll carry it what over. Was that to, what was that noise? Uh, it's just the one two punch of Joe Ass and Brent just back to back. Just just took the wind out of yeah. me. Much like that jackass clip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is still the and they pointed out on the thing. The funniest thing is that why is there a chair in front of the sign <laughs> for we man to climb up on in a hallway? So it's great. Now this is fun. I never saw it coming. I'm having a lot of fun with this, and I want to see clips that you pulled, Julie, and I want you to see some I pulled and and we want to see what the listeners and we also want to see what Brett has up his sleeve. Oh yeah, I got a couple fun ones. His pleather, uh, his pleather slider sleeve. Yeah. So come back uh, next week. I know you will, but come back next week to uh, to to listen to the conclusion of this episode and uh, to get the full experience of this episode and every episode. Uh, you can also watch full video of the episodes now at Forever Dog Plus. That's uh, sign up at Forever Dog Plus. This one in particular, uh, I think, is perfect for that because so you can watch the clips along with us. Um, some of these are not easy to find either. So, so mm-hmm. I think definitely uh, this is the time if you haven't signed up yet. Sign up at Forever Dog Plus. It's only five dollars a month. You get videos. You get ad free double threat. You get Ask Julie, the new hit podcast from Julie Klausner, where mm-hmm. she answers your questions every week. Uh, we're already three episodes deep on that. Another one coming out this Wednesday and every Wednesday. Uh, Foreverdog.plus. It's worth the money. Trust me. Yeah. And I'm going to pitch on the next episode of Double Threat. I'm going to pitch Brett on my idea for a show. What's that? Oh, on the next. You got to tune Tom? in next week. Oh, you wow. Gotta tune in next week. Find out. Can't wait. Bye. And don't forget to tune in next week for the thrilling conclusion to the top 10 movie scenes of all time. Will that Magnolia clip make the cut? Should the final list only consist of jackass clips? Where is Cy Abelman in all of this? Tune in next week to find out. Same time, same place. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.